us to live by. The word of God is our fortress. The word of God is our stronghold. The Bible says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his palace, his goods are intact. What makes a strong man is his stronghold. But when you take away the stronghold from a strong man, he becomes a weak man. Our stronghold is the word of God. If our stronghold, which is the word of God, is taken away from us, we become weak men and women. And that is why the devil will continue to work tirelessly to disarm us of the stronghold of the word of God. And one of the ways he does that is to desecrate the consecration of the word of God in our hearts. Our God is, is poised beyond measure to lead us in the path of righteousness. That's the path that brings glory. That's the path that brings victory. That's the path that brings life in God. So, be part of God's agenda. Tell your neighbor, be part of God's agenda. If you're not part of God's agenda and make yourself strong in that, then the experience of the first reading will be your portion. In those days, all the leading priests and the people were exceedingly unfaithful. <laughs> not even small. Exceedingly. Exceedingly unfaithful following all the abominations of the nations, all the leading priests. The devil will always go after the leading agents of God, ranging from the leading priests down to leading parents and as many who are in leadership. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. And one of the ways he does that majorly is to desecrate them into abomination. And they all and they polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. So all the leading priests desecrated themselves in abomination and defiled the house of the Lord. Matthew chapter 15 verse 11 says, It's not what a man 
eats. It's not what enters the mouth that defies a man, but what comes out of the mouth. And he says, murder. So it's possible that part of the case of the lean priests there were they were involved in murder. Fornications, adultery, theft, false witnesses, and all forms of blasphemy. They polluted the temple of the Lord by desecrating themselves. And the devil will come to invest in that. Because the only way he can have access to the souls of men is to first of all desecrate them. Leading them into all forms of abomination. So we must watch out every day for the channels the enemy has put in place to make sure he shuts you down by desecration. He spares no one. His agenda is to make all men bow by desecration. Priests are supposed to be ministers of the presence. God ordained priests, men and women he has consecrated by his own presence for them to always perpetually remain in the corridors of God's glory. Priests are the custodians of the vibrations of God. They are able to intercept God's vibration and understand what God is communicating. They are intermediaries. Priests are the ones who understand and who are custodians of the mysteries of the kingdom, the secrets of glory, the secrets of power, the secrets of victory are all committed to the priests. Even the prophets cannot operate properly without a sustaining priest. God told Moses, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. Aaron will be your priest. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 5, He has made us priests and kings to serve our God. There's a consecration of priesthood upon every Christian, upon everyone who has confessed the lordship of Jesus. That makes us to have the access into God's presence. Paul said, let us come boldly into God's presence to receive grace and mercy in the time of need. That access is given to you because of the office of the priesthood that you partake of in Christ Jesus. And the devil will do everything in his power to make people desecrate their priesthood exceedingly. One of the initial ways he begins this desecration is to make you despise the word of God. And that's why you saw them in, the, in the, that same first reading 
They kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his word and scoffing his prophets. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, that he who despises the word will surely dwell among the dead. When you despise the word of God, you provoke, you activate the law of sin and death. You provoke dead spirit around you. On account of this, the people of God were violated. And the Chaldeans burned the house of God and broke down the walls of Jerusalem and burned all in his palace with fire and destroyed all their precious vessels. Because they first desecrated the temple. So the physical temple has no audacity to exist again. I've told you severally, I've shared with you that your life is run by your soul, the substance of your soul. If the substance of your soul is affected, it will affect everything around your aeon. Don't forget that. What sustains your physical world is the substance of your soul. The devil go after your soul because you know that once he gets your soul, everything within the ambience of your life, your whole world, everything in your aeon will be captured by the devil. That is why people of God have to understand more and more that when you sin, you are not just offending God. You are selling yourself out wholesale. To become a slave to a spirit that resists God. You can see that when they violated themselves, they secreted themselves, then he invaded them, killed many people, and took many of them captive to Babylon. Spiritual captivity will always lead to physical captivity. And that is why you must work day by day, never to allow yourself to be brought under the ambience of guilt. Guilt is a shadow of darkness. When you feel guilty, when you commit, uh, when you commit or violate the law of God, and you feel guilty, it's a sign that darkness has come. Not just over your life, but over your whole entire world. Jesus said, whoever commits sin is a slave. So on account of that, they were taken into slavery. The second reading gives us some level of hope in God who has mercy on his people. God, who is rich in mercy, will always stretch his hand towards us. That when we put ourselves and activate the, the spirit of death over our lives, he will always stretch his hand to help us if we are ready. Out of the great love with which he had not loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses. So when we trespass, we are catapulted into the regions of death. You are alive physically walking around, but the atmosphere around you is death. 
that means that nothing about you gives God relevance any longer. Your life that was supposed to be a product of worship and thanksgiving to God, that should be giving God glory, have been truncated to give glory to the devil. Who doesn't worth it at all? Depth of God, strengthen yourself and make up your mind that sin will not rule over you. Sin will not rule over your mind. Sin will not rule over your soul. Sin will not rule over your body. Anyone I've taken hold of you that you are struggling with today, you are getting your deliverance in the name of Jesus. That weakness, break it off. Stop pampering that weakness. That weakness is the stronghold of the devil. He's going to have access to to your life. And when he comes in, he's going to use that to defile you, to pollute you, and run your life downwards. He refuse to be a slave to any emotion. Refuse to be a slave to any passion. Refuse. Paul says, don't allow sin have dominion over you. When we're dead through our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. You will be made alive. So it means you have what it takes now to be able to live above the encumbrances of darkness. You have it now. Say, I'm not dead to sin anymore. Can you say it prophetically? I am not dead Are you convinced about what you are saying? Are you convinced? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. Those who are very sure, say it well again. I am not dead to sin anymore. Say, I'm alive unto Christ. Say, I am alive unto Christ. Say, I walk in righteousness. I walk in glory. I walk in divine power. Today I'm receiving new strength. I'm going higher and higher. By the government of the Holy Spirit. I will not be a disappointment to the kingdom of God. Say, my life is programmed to give God glory all the days of my life. Pull your hands and say, Amen. Yes, we are alive with Christ. The same power that brought Christ from the grave. That's what Paul is trying to tell us here. He has made us alive together. As God was making Christ alive in the grave, his eyes was not even on the grave, but he was looking at the masses, the world that was plunged in sin and darkness and death. He is saying, as my son is rising, as many who are connected to him shall equally rise. Dying, he destroyed our death. Rising, I can't hear you. Talk to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Rising, 
Say it again. Say it again. Rising, you restore that life. Say it again. Rising, you restore that life. No, you are, are you talking at all? Are you talking to us here? Yes. Say, let me hear you. Don't talk. Are you sure? Say it again. Close your eyes and say it again. Everyone, close your eyes and say it again. Are you sure? Yes. Say it again. Rising, I want you to close your eyes and go somewhere and say it again. Rising, now the question is, has he risen? Yes. Then it something has been restored. Where is it? Where is it? Then what do I do with it? If we believe the word of God that has been spoken to us, God is not a man that he should lie. If it hadn't happened, they would have recorded it. Paul saw it and he's telling you. Rising, he has restored your life. There's a life that has been given to you. That life is not the one you had because you were born. There's a new life that has been given to you. And God is saying, hey, time has come for you to start living from the economy of that life. Not the old, li- old life any longer. Switch, turn the switch on to the real life that has been given to you. My people perish for lack of knowledge of the new life that I've given to them. They are shouting every day, stretching their hands, say, God, do something. God, change something. God, do this, do that. But I have already answered their prayers. I've given them life. They are blind. They can't see. They keep transgressing and serving the old life when the new life has come. And the mass say, Say, dying, he destroyed our death. Rising, he restored our life. And now we are telling Lord Jesus, come in glory. When he comes, you are not going to meet him with the old life. You are going to meet him with the life he has given to you. That life is the answer to all your prayers. It's the answer to all the healings you are asking for, for deliverance. When that life comes, deliverance is given. When that life comes, Life is given to you, not help, not, not healing. Life, life. That life can be sick. That life cannot be subjected to demonic forces. That's your victory. That life is the blessedness of God upon your soul. Can you believe this? Hello? Can you believe this? Oh, you have a choice to make. If you want to continue living a lower life, it's your freedom, it's your choice. But some of us have made our choice already to live with the economy of the new life. We walk in victory. Victory is in us. Paul said, thanks be to God who has given us a victory in Christ Jesus, not God who is going to give it to us. He has already given us the victory. Victory over anything that dominates man on earth. Anything that ties you down, anything that tries to take away your happiness, you have victory over it. I believe the word of God. And I walk in it. Amen.
God who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we're dead through our trespasses, because sin has you know, bastardized us, sin has dethroned us, sin has disgraced us, sin has made us to become crumbs for the devil. He said, when we're seeing in our deadness, he made us alive. He made, he didn't say he's going to make, he made us. You, 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 go, you went to school, right? I don't know English so much, but he said, he made. What does that mean? Is it going to happen or it has happened? He made us alive. Is Christ in the grave? No. Christ is risen. You too, something has happened to your soul. We are giving the devil too much credence. We are giving the devil too much attention. Look inside you. There is something that has happened. That's why it's called the good news. Christians like religiosity. They refuse to be responsible with the life God has given to them. They want God to come down and cut the yam, peel the yam, cook the yam, pound the yam, and then make the okra soup, right? And then Take the soup and the yam, and then to open your mouth, and if you chew it and put it in their mouth, then they now know, hey, God has done it. I read it yesterday. I was stirred in my soul. I said, God, what a wonderful thing you have done for us. The shortage of this life, in case you're not sure, is a Eucharist. He has given it to you. He wants his own life to be in your life. He doesn't want the ordinary life, the animal life. He has given us the divine life. So I believe in the divine life. The way I'm saying it, the way I'm saying it. So I believe in the divine life. Tell everybody, and I will walk in it. Say, I will walk in it. I'm walking in it. Henceforth, I will walk in it. If God gave it to me, I will walk in it. Some people they like to push everything back to God, eh? God, please do it again so that your name be glorified. Did He tell that His name is not glorified? Did He tell you His name is not glorified? Oh God, do it again so that your name will be glorified. <laughs> if you don't glorify Him, He will glorify Himself. Refuse to walk in that type of mentality. He made us to be alive with Christ. Wow. You see, by grace, you have been saved. By grace, it's a free gift. You know, the good news is too good to accept free that way. You mean, I, didn't, I, need, I, don't, I don't need to do anything special for me to have this life? You don't need. It's a free gift. God gave it to you. He's your father. He loves you so much. The Bible says his love was so great. It is a gift given to you out of great love. We like it the hard way, the only way. We like when things are hard. Uh-huh. I say, uh-huh. I'm glad who did it. You think it's my power. No, no, no. I'm alive with Christ. I'm alive with Christ. Every day of my life, I'm alive with him. My life with the life of Christ is one. He is the vine, I'm the branches. Wow. I'm bearing fruit, not by my mother doing, but by his doing. He lives in me. He's alive in me. He's alive in the morning. He's alive in the evening. He's alive at night. 
no matter how conscious I am, the consciousness of Christ is higher inside. On account of that, I know I can do all things through the Christ that lives in me. Amen. Amen. Stop being a weakling in your faith. Jesus did not die to give us his life to become weaklings and beggarly Christians who are every day looking for who will do something for us. When Jesus has done something on the cross, he said, it is finished. Your God and your master and Lord have said it is finished. Agree with him and say, in my life, things are finished. Don't tell the devil to pull up new cases. Every case he's still presenting is a false case. All the fears are false fear. All the intimidations are false. I can't hear you. Ah, the way I'm talking, eh? <laughs> Refuse to allow yourself to be pulled around by all these nonsense things. Something greater has happened inside. That life is too heavy. It's more heavy than anything happening outside. That's why John said, greater is he who is in me than anything in the world. No bad news should run you down. No report from outside should run you down. Something greater is inside. Do you believe this? (laughs) If you value him, you will believe him. The world can sink. You can't sink because you are greater than the world. God is greater than the world and greater is the one who is inside you than he who is in the world. So the world can collapse. He said you are in the world. You are not of the world. He's the one sustaining you. He's your fortress. He's your stronghold. Sometimes I woke up at night 1 a.m. and I wake up as a father. Your son Jesus is my stronghold. And I will scream it from my inside. And the devil everywhere, he he said, this guy is up again. Guy, let's clear off here. He knows. Maybe he was planning to come and plant some nonsense seed in your heart when you are sleeping. You wake up with all kinds of stupid things. Depression. Confusion. Getting sad every day. Refuse to be sad. Your temple is not a temple of sadness. Refuse to be depressed. The devil should not control what happens here. It is Jesus, the Lord of your life, who should control what happens inside here. If the inside is clean, the outside will be clean. That's what Jesus said. Your body will be clean. Clean from every nonsense. Blessed are the few in heart. They were answering me. Eh? Yeah? Yeah? Bless and appear in heart. Hello, are we here? <laughs> Bless and appear in heart. Okay. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him. He has raised me up with him. This is a document of life. Okay? The word of God is yes and amen forever. He said no dot, no iota will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. But what is written here? Eh? Shall never pass away. 
without it being fulfilled. The words I've spoken to you, they are spirits, they are life. And made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ. We are seated somewhere. Many of us are seeing ourselves sitting in darkness, sitting in worries. Sitting all kinds of things are telling you. Somebody come and just see, start seeing vision for you and say, Ah, brother, sister, the way I'm seeing you, they think they are playing against you, eh? If you don't play seriously, because they like it the hard way, the only way, God is saying you are seated with Christ. Someone is asking this happening now, but Father Vincent, is it so easy like that? Okay, let's go to the gospel. We are coming back here. Let's go to the gospel. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him will not be condemned. He now says, He who does not believe in him is condemned already. Just believe in the Son. Just believe in the Son. In the book of Numbers, we saw the people of Israel coming from Egypt and to the promised land, and then the serpent came biting them, and they were dying. And Moses cried and said, Lord, what are we to do? He said, make a fairy serpent. That whoever looks at the fairy serpent, by just looking at it, the poison will go. As easy as that? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's how it is. He said, as the serpent was raised in the wilderness, so will the Son of Man be raised, that whoever believes in him shall be saved from the poisonous serpent that is striking human beings every day and killing people and planting all kinds of different things in their lives. So I believe. I believe. Yes. Meaning you have anchored your life on the person of Jesus. Jesus is the number one thing when it comes to life. Every other thing comes secondary. Jesus is the number one. He's your all and all. He's your foundation. He's your fortress. He's your pillar. He's your confidence. Every other thing may fail you, but you know that your Jesus cannot fail you. You know, circumstances are confused. You have his name on your lips. You will call him with faith, and they shall be rescued at all times. All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to him. By that name, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. Anything, anything we bow. Anything that has a name. Anything that has a name has an intelligence. And when you mention that name, Jesus, they can perceive forensically the power in that name, and they will bow. Are we together here? Are you here? Yes, well, I'm looking at you. Well, I'm looking at you. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> Say, I'm internally loaded. loaded. With what? With Jesus, right? Yes. Are you a carrier? Are you a carrier? Yes. Are you a carrier? Yes. Not of HIV, but of Jesus. If you don't make this a life in your life, sorry, your life will be messed up big time. I tell you. Your life will be messed up. 
If you don't work out your salvation by depending on the economy of Christ in you, your life will be messed up. The reality of it is done on the world every day. The devil is coming out braggadociously every day, brandishing his government and he is evil deeds, desecrating Christians. Jesus said, if I come up on earth, will I see find faith on earth? Faith in me. Can I still find men and women who can depend on me? Who has confidence in me? That's why when you believe in him, he gives you eternal life. He catapults into your spirit, his nature, his life, and his spirit. You become one with him. Physically, you are seen from Vincent. But when you go inside me, you meet another personality that owns this system. France Francis many years ago, when he caught this revelation, began to preach. And when he told them, when I die, when I die, many years after I've, I've died, go and open my grave. You will see my heart. My heart will still be fresh. And you'll see the mark of the cross on it. For Christ is alive. And truly, his body was exhumed and they examined his heart. There's a very sharp mark of the cross on his heart. I saw his grave in Assisi. Neatly. He's still there. Incorruptible. What are we talking of stories here? Saint Rita got this revelation and went to the cross and said, Jesus, I want to be part of your suffering. Give me a bit of it. And one turn, he had many turns on his head. One turn entered the head of Rita. Saint Rita. And that became a, a you know a, a big, huge cross he, she carried in pains. And that pain satisfied her. Her body has refused to decay till today. Go there, neatly. You'll see her lying there. After more than 50 years, 100 years. Her body is still incorruptible. We're talking of reality here. Your Christian life has to migrate from church going to becoming one with Christ. Stop all this religiosity. Stop all this consumeric Christian life. Oh God, bless me with car, bless me with house. They are necessary, it's good. I tell you, if you have Christ, you will have a car, you will have a house. Seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus is that kingdom. Every other thing will be added. Your life is not supposed to be ordinary. Your life is supposed to be run by a supernatural force that helps things to work out for your good. No matter how hard it is. The Bible says when your obedience is perfected, God will repay every disobedience. Say, I'm alive with Christ. Say, my economy is Christ. Say, my economy is Christ. My life comes out of Christ. Do you mean it? Are you sure? Say it again. Let me look at you. Because if I look at you, I know where I mean it. Say it again. Let me look around and see your mouth. Say, my life comes from Christ. My life comes from Christ. Hey, you see, some people say, my life comes from Christ. They're not serious. They're not serious. If you can't say it here, you can't say it alone. Go ahead, alone, sir. Jesus has warned us. Matthew 11, 12. From the time of John the Baptist, when he introduced this life, he said, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And only the violence take it by force. Hmm. Don't wait for your evil day to come. 
for you to learn it the hard way, the real way. People only get stirred when they are struck by something. That's when they wake up and say, ah, Father, pray for me. They will start looking for all the prayer houses. They will start looking for all the miracle-working men of God. And sometimes it's late already. Because the devil knows well how to strike when it is very bad. Don't wait for that. Just say, let your life not become darkness. Don't allow your life to become darkness. He made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace. That's why he gave you that life. He's raising men and women who understand what he has done and can synchronize with him and align themselves with him and walk in the economy of the new life in Christ. So that on that day, he will say, devil, look at you. You brandish the world with darkness and death. But behold, from the same realm, I've raised men and women who are carrying my own life. Can you see you're a failure? You don't want to be part of this glory? That's what the official says. He's washing the church through the washing of the water by the word of God. So he can present us gloriously without spots, without wrinkles. He was praying in John 17. He said, Father, the glory which you have given to me, I have given to them. You are a carrier of glory. And you are living as if you are a cursed human being. Amen. Amen. All these children who are listening to me, you are coming out great in the name of Jesus. Amen. We wish some of us had the privilege to listen to this type of thing you are listening to right now. They are taking it raw inside. God, by sharing this message already, he's already taking hold of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spell, if you don't know. The gospel. It's a spell. God's own spell. Not only the devil that has a spell. God has his own spell, too. And when they experience divinity before carnality, they walk in glory. No matter what the world presents, they will have what it takes. Amen. Amen. I want to be part of those people that the Lord Jesus will say, Father, look at him. Look at his journey. Because every journey you make, Every of your journey spiritually is well kept, well represented. They will see how you journeyed from where you started, glory to glory, until you were perfected. When you come into stature in Christ, that's full maturity. When it is not about who you are, it is about who Christ is in you. You have become one with him. Emmanuel, God dwelling in me and manifesting himself freely without any resistance for my eyes, for my ears, for my body. My body has finally synchronized with him. Like Mary, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me. Your will is not resisting God. Your choice is not resisting God. Your decisions do not contradict his principles. Your daily routine falls in alignment with the agenda he has for you. Not when he's telling you, come and pray, or come and do this. He say, no. Uh-uh. You are past that level. He said, Father, I want to bring my disciples so that where I am, they will be also. Wow. 
Where is that place that he's eager to come and take us to? I want to be there. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Hmm? You need a fire to be there. You need a fire that will take you there. He said, I brought a fire on earth and I wish it's already what? I can't hear you. You know I'm deaf now. Bunny where? Okay. <laughs> you can't pass near fire and you don't feel the heat. That means anything that comes around that is not consistent with that fire gets consumed. That's your life we're talking about here. If you are really carrying the fire, anything that stands against the principle of that fire gets consumed because the fire is not negotiating with anything. <laughs> the only thing that negotiates with the fire is fire, right? On the day of Pentecost, that same fire came again. Jesus said, no one lights a lantern and puts on a bush. No, he puts on a lamp sand that he may shine. You're not hidden. Come on. Why are you desecrating yourself? Why are you living ordinary life? Why are you living as if your life has no meaning? Come on. Are we here? Are we here? Why are you living the callous life? Living lazy, lazy, lazy to pray, lazy to stand for God. Every time all you confess, if you say 1,000 words in a day, 99.5 of it you say is what? All negative. And most of them is self-curse. You keep cursing yourself. When you have been made to sit with Christ. We're on earth here, but we have a, a space there. There's a seat for me already. Amen? Amen. It has been secure for me. And I'm walking towards it. Walking towards it is not for me to have it. It's mine already. But I'm on earth here to tell the world that I, I am... A kingdom ambassador. I know where I'm coming from. I'm here on a mission. I'm not subject to the world. The world cannot determine how I should live my life. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For by grace you have been saved. Oh, did you hear that? Was it in the second reading? No. Say by grace you're what? Say it well now. By grace I have been saved. Mm. So no more troubles again, right? <laughs> no more troubles. Somebody say, Father, he said, from what? Am I in danger? Yes, we're in danger. Have you seen the globe? The earth? Huh? Have you seen the shape of the earth? It's like a ball, right? And they say everybody is on it, right? And then, is there any ground holding it? Any pillar holding it? It's hanging the air. The earth is like a plane. It's flying the air. We'll fly every day. Huh? If any miss any day, it misses its axis. You know what will happen. So that's enough to make us know that we're in danger. At least scientifically. So by grace, 
you have been saved through your faith in Jesus. I have been saved. My faith is efficacious. I believed and I believed and my believing has produced a result in my life. I am saved from everything that is eating humanity up. I am saved from every darkness. I have been saved from every negativity. I have been saved. The hand of God through Christ has come upon my life. I know it and I know it. You've got to know it and stand your ground and celebrate it every day. Say it again. I'm saved. In case you can't feel the hand of God, put your hand on your head. Say, I'm saved. I am saved. Are you sure? Yes. Say it again, I'm saved. I am saved. Amen. Amen. Hmm. And he says, and this is not your doing. So you see, it's not about what I did. I serve God very well. No, 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 no. It's because you accepted God's own gift. And you decided that from now henceforth, you will live only for that gift of God called Jesus Christ. Only to live for him and please him in all things. Only to live to give him all the allegiance. Only to live for him and give him all the adoration. That no other thing can take anything out of you except all for Christ. To die is gain. To live is Christ. That's the implication. So it is a gift of God and not because of works, lest any man should boast. He now says the last one, for we are his workmanship. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing this cross here? Look up, look up, look up. Everybody look up. Can you see what I'm holding here? Yes. Somebody did this, right? Yes. Somebody took his time, <clears throat> had a conception in his mind about designing this this way, and he decided to make it flat. And gave this place design, right? And put this, and put this. After that, he painted it gold. This is somebody's workmanship. It carries the person's trademark, right? He's proud of this. He say, wow. And if you go to art gallery, there's a way you make something. It will fetch you some good money. Now the Bible says, by this grace we have received, we are no longer devil's workmanship. We are no longer human beings' workmanship. We are what? God's workmanship. I'm God's workmanship. So, the one who made the, the one who fabricated this has his trademark on it, right? Oh. <laughs> I'll come back. Eh? So the one who made this, his trademark is on it, right? Yeah. Can another person come and claim ownership of this? No if he does that, what is it called? And what does he do to the thief? If he does that, you sue him, he paid damages, and then if you like, you can maybe take him to jail, right? Yeah. No copyright what? Okay. <laughs> No copyright. For you to copy this, you need to come meet the owner. Or else, there's a regulation, there's a law that guides the trademark of the one who produced this. If ordinary human beings will have trademark and if you violate it, there's punishment for it. You pay. How much more God? The Bible says, the document tells us 
that we are God's own workmanship. I'm God's own workmanship. That's why the Bible says we are beautifully and wonderfully made. And he put a seal of workmanship on us. That seal is what? The Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Just like this man who created this. He doesn't know that in some of this, somewhere there's a chapel that's using this cross. He doesn't know. So what he did is giving God glory here. He did something and he's giving God glory somewhere. While he's sleeping. So Jesus, God in Christ, has created us as his workmanship with the seal of the Holy Spirit to give him the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give him the glory. And what the glory is asking you, please become what I've made you to be. I'm not asking for any extra thing. Just become what I've made you to be. Don't go below it. Don't devalue yourself. Sustain what I've put in you, the investment I've made in you, that the world may see it and glorify me. You are my showcasing instrument. When they see you, they can see the, the, the marvels of God, the glory of God. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ just for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So every day we walk in them. I'm a blessing. Thank you, Father, for what you have made me to be. Yes, 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 yes. You see, so you can see why the devil is poised beyond measure to desecrate this good work of God in your life. That's why he's after you. Ask yourself, why do you see yourself transgressing? When in your spirit you're not happy with it. Why? You're not happy at getting angry and causing trouble. But why are you still getting angry? You don't like your, your pifering, you're stealing, but you're still doing it. Why? You don't like what you're doing, but you still find yourself doing it. Something is wrong. You should do what gives you happiness. So that means you are under an influence. Where your spirit is responsible. It hypnotizes you and pushes you into those things. So make sure that this good workmanship of God in your life is desecrated. Is rubbished. And unfortunately, when you cooperate... So cause this disgrace, you alienate yourself from the life of God. Listen to the devil of God, finally. If you can acknowledge the great work of God, which he has done in your life spiritually. Amen. Amen. Are we together here? If you can walk in it, if you can make it your life, you are living purposefully. To manifesting this great thing the Lord has done in you. The Bible says all things will work for your good. It will make it will cause other works of God that are subordinate to start creeping up in your life. That's the secret. I don't know where I get what I'm saying now. That's why David saw that many years before Christ came and said, Since I was born, now I'm getting old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. God himself has decided to say, he said, I am your great uh, provider. 
because he's the Lord of your life, you will never lack. Don't make your, the project of your life material things. Don't make your serving God to only be, God, give me money. God, give me job. God, bless me with this. That is not the end product of Christianity. There's more to that. There's a bigger project. The bigger project is what we just share right now. We are going to be working that dimension. Amen. Your economy is Jesus Christ. Live from him. Walk in him. Have your being in him. Believe in him. Depend on him. And refuse to be violated by the corruption that is creeping in the world today every day. Refuse to be violated by the decadence that is present across the world every day. Refuse to be participating in darkness. Don't allow darkness to overwhelm you. Don't allow the culture of the world to creep into your soul. You have what it takes to resist. Paul said, have you fought the point of shedding your blood? Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Refuse to be dominated by weakness, by sin, by fear, by unbelief, by negativity, by negative language. Refuse to allow forgiveness creep into your heart and dominate you. Refuse to allow anger dominate your heart. Refuse. Rejoice always in the Lord. Let your faith be alive beyond measure. Oh, this is the hope of heaven for us. This is what God is looking for. Jesus in heaven is waiting for a day that this will be started in our lives. The scripture just in heaven. When one repentant sinner begins to work in this economy, and you see God supernaturally making himself manifest in our day-to-day lives. Things that you, you don't even expect, you see them happening because you've activated the powerful supernatural power over your life. We pray at this Mass. And as we come to the Lord this morning again, we will reconnect ourselves and take this project seriously. The project he has put in us, we begin to work with him. He's wishing that this fire is burning already. Let us Please him and say, Lord, this project you have come to accomplish, I will not be part of those who will be a disappointment. I will be part of your glory on earth. I will showcase it among my colleagues. I will show it in my family. I will show it among my friends. From now henceforth, anyone who comes close to me must perceive this new dispensation. It will affect everything I do. My voice will communicate it. My life will flow in that direction. Make up your mind. Make a decision that grace can host and take you far. You know, there are decisions you make. Grace will not host it because he's not giving God glory. Jesus is poised beyond measure today again to renew us if we are ready. If we are ready. If we are ready. If we are ready. He said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. I want to complete the work I've started in you. Work with me. Work with me. As you do that, he will bless your life in a corrupt world. He will sustain your life. He will provide for you in a world that is dying of scarcity now. I tell you, we're going to experience more scarcity in the future. 
but he has declared, I'm the Lord, the God that provides for you. If you can make the beds, the, the white beds to provide for Elijah or Elisha in the, in the desert, that same God will provide for you. Amen. You have your basic life necessities and be a blessing to others in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, precious Father, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have committed to us today. We will walk in the light of your word. And your light will go to lead us from, from glory to glory. Every man is blessed today, oh God. You have blessed every boy, every boy, every girl here. You have blessed your people. May your spirit come to cover over our lives and help us to be articulated. To all the, the bigger projects you have started, grant our heart desires. All this we ask through Christ. Our